Right. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, because I, I used to sit down for the for the podcast, and I used to like angle it towards my face. But then I realized if days that on days I was tired, I would zone out of your answers and not have any idea what you said. And then I'd listen back to the recording during <laughs> yeah. the edit and be like, "Oh, that was a really good comment. Oh, oh that was a really funny joke. I should have picked up on that." But then I realized that I yeah, half asleep. Yeah, you did that a lot. I must apologize for that. I always thought it was just because you decided it was time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just tired. Uh, not tired of you, just like tired generally. Just tired in general. I understand. Don't worry. So how are we going to start the new um, thing? Is I this got it? it. I got it. Well, it could be it, but I I also have it. If, right, it, if this isn't it. If you don't edit this out, which we've just done, uh, this is what's going to happen next either way. Okay. So I have an apology to make. Which is? To everyone who listened. All something number of people who listened. Uh, <laughs> X number. I, all X number. Uh, I got the directors of the Game of Thrones episodes wrong. I thought we had the last episode from Mark Mylod, who was just awful. It was a lie. He was doing episode two and three. I still had a whole other episode of his to get through. And when I started watching this week's and his name appeared on the screen, I was very sad. It wasn't a bad episode though, was it? It wasn't, but he's been a consistently bad director. Well, we'll get to that. The show hasn't started yet. has now this is it this is seesaw parade episode 100 <laughs> season one season one episode 100 it's literally going to be titled 100 100 we should talk about the show we the should, 100s we should well i mean what, what scratch the, everything we've planned what the listeners will have just heard which james you have not heard because i've not actually finished it yet oh yeah is the first theme music for seesaw parade wait so are you just gonna do me apologizing about getting directors wrong insert theme tune and then you're talking about it theme tune. Yeah, well, this is the thing. It's it's really up to me as the editor as to how this all I think comes that'll together. Work. I yeah. think that will work. I'm Why looking not? forward to hearing it. I mean, this is the brand new season. It's, uh, we, we got through the pilot season, as the listeners would have heard. Yeah, um, and we've gotten funding from several sources to start an official season one. And we have merchandise. Yeah, we do. Did you see that? Do we have merch or do we have someone taking taking our copyright and taking advantage <laughs> of our of our property. They have taken, Izzy, by the way, has taken <laughs> the Seesaw Parade uh, name, uh, the likeness of both you and I, yeah. and has put it into mugs, t-shirts, and notebooks. Yeah, no, I'm totally going to buy some. Well, the thing is, I already... It feels like very weird. <laughs> I already have. I've ordered, I ordered a t-shirt and a mug. Uh, the link, we'll post it on the, the, the Seesaw Parade Twitter. Yeah, we should, There's like, a link put it in the for show Seesaw notes. Parade merchandise. We should put the link in the show notes. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I will do that. We'll yeah. do that. Uh, so episode 100, which I guess is the official start of season one. Welcome everybody to the season uh, where we're going to change things up a little bit from the last two and a half years because, yeah. you know, repetition. Yeah, right? we're going to be good now. Yeah, so instead of the classic lines that you would have heard from uh, from the show before, we're going to try and change it up. Although, having said that, I reckon within maybe like a few episodes, we'll we will have probably just reverted back to where we were. No, we're um, committing. We're going to we do are, this. We are. We're going to be different. Uh, and the, the theme music, we're not going to tell you what's going to happen with the theme music. We're just going to keep it uh, open. And hopefully as the episodes go on, you'll you'll figure out what's happening. Um, but yeah, certainly <laughs> hope you enjoy. Do we have a plan that I've, I've missed? No, 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 like a plan, but I don't want to spoil it. I don't okay. want to okay. wanna... spoil anything. I want them to figure it out themselves. Right. They're big people. Okay. They understand. Uh, right. So let's just begin. Scaramucci, Anthony Scaramucci is Ooh. kind of the main story of the week. 
that uh, we'd like to uh, delve into today. Let's just start with a clip. This is Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is the uh, the current press secretary for the White House, uh, dealing with uh, the fallout of Anthony Scaramucci's uh, departure 10 days after he joined yeah. uh, as uh, the, the head of communications. This is Sarah responding to a, a question from a reporter as to why Scaramucci left. Uh, look, the president certainly felt uh, that Anthony's comments were inappropriate for a person in that position. Um, and he didn't want to burden General Kelly uh, also with that line of succession. Cool. I've learned nothing. <laughs> So that was uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders essentially explaining why Scaramucci was was out. Now he described uh, Rince Priebus, who I always describe, always get mixed up and call him Prince Rebus, but no, it's Rince Priebus. Oh man, who uh, I think was a he should change his perhaps name. Perhaps chief of staff. He was he had a, a fairly high ranking position. Yeah, uh, described him as a paranoiac, a paranoid schizophrenic. There we amongst, go. Amongst yeah. um, oh schizoph- schizophrenic. There we go. Yeah, that's, he, that's better. Yeah, call. it's fine, Colin. You know words. You're clever. Everyone's got this. Uh, and essentially, you know, I, that was probably the, the tamest term he used to describe some of his uh, his staffers. I will not go into the fruity language he used. However, the fact that Trump apparently used this excuse that he, he felt his comments were inappropriate as an excuse <laughs> to fire him after 10 days just does not quite sit right with me. Does Just that look, mean that Trump can be fired? Well, I mean, I guess so. And the thing is, Scaramucci came in and he said he was going to fire three, four people on the next day. He said, oh, I fired somebody this morning. And then within 10 days, he's gone. James, <laughs> your thoughts on the entire situation? Well, I thought he was an unusual hire. Uh, I, I felt he was going to get fired as soon as it, when he got the job. The internet just started spamming all the old videos of him doing interviews with different news outlets, talking about how he how like horrible Trump is and how disgusting Trump is and stuff like that. But he didn't get fired for that. He got fired for other inappropriate comments, apparently. And it's not too surprising. People are just going to keep on leaving and getting fired from the administration until it's done I was going to say forever for the next few weeks hopefully there's also a clip here of Anthony Scaramucci who's discussing uh, his, his his upbringing his, his uh, growing up and said I don't like this town because uh, in fact no I'll just let him explain you know one of the things I cannot stand about this town is the backstabbing that goes on here okay where I grew up in the neighborhood I'm from we're front stabbers <laughs> right so this guy just like okay I hate this town. You're all backstabbers. Me, I'll look you in the face when I stab you in the front. <laughs> I will stab you right in the front. I don't understand. The, the I mean, the whole process. And we're just getting into the, the kind of the early stage of this. Scaramucci was there for ten days. It's a very but going short into the time. wider picture. Yeah, absolutely. I hear, I hear like it wrecked his marriage taking the job. Like he's <laughs> he's lost his whole life for the job. It's kind of like those guys who quit over their great, great jobs just to go on the Apprentice, and they go out in week one. I mean, I don't want to kind of take schadenfreude in this entire situation, but apparently Scaramucci's wife left him. Yeah. Uh, and then he, you know, he came in with all this bravado and all this kind of crudeness, and he's been fired after 10 days. I mean, part of me just kind of thinks, well, karma is a lovely person. Yep, karma. Karma is just the best kind of person. There we go. That's what we've learned, everyone. Uh, but on the back of that, Trump had tweeted... What a great day it was in the White House. Oh, Obviously, man. it was ice cream day. It the must, it must have been some lovely day. Or he just forgot everything about the day and assumed it was great. Well, you, you, you'd think so. But despite the fact the US administration's undergone probably it's one, of my, the, one of the most disruptive weeks in its history, uh-huh. everything, according to Trump, is A-OK. Well, he's, fine. he's not got a very high standard of day to compare things to. <laughs> like, if all of his days in the White House have been awful, 
maybe this does feel like a pretty average day for him. Right. Okay. Well, according to the Huffington Post, uh, the White House said it was because the chief of staff, John Kelly, um, wanted him out. And then Scaramucci, according to the White House, offered him a clean slate to build his team. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a plausible reason. Okay. Well, talking off Trump, he uh, had some more to say. This is a transcript released by the website Political. Uh, I think it was a, a full interview with the Wall Street Journal, yeah. which have been accused of having kind of a cozy relationship with Trump. They didn't release the full transcript. The transcript was then leaked. And nice. if you read if you read the entire thing, Trump is as, as incoherent as ever, and the yep. Wall Street Journal don't come across particularly well either. However, in part of the interview, Trump talks about Scotland going independent. Super relevant to us. Like oh, it. Yeah. And said it would be terrible. Okay. Thank you, Trump. So it would be, it'd be so, so bad. And then he said, and what about the British Open? What would happen? You know, it's like it would be terrible for Trump because he might not get as much golf. Do you think that Donald Trump's view of what Scotland should be doing with its sovereignty uh, has any bearing or will have any bearing on what people think well, here? I do believe that when President Obama came over and said, oi, uh, oi, don't do Brexit, oi, oi. we were all in an uproar about it, right? He just, as as a wee president, he said his little opinion on what to do. And there was a huge uproar. I don't think people are going to do the same for Trump. I don't think they care enough to have an uproar that someone else has told us what to do a wee bit. But no, I, I personally don't, don't think anyone should care about what Trump says about Scotland. Well, one man who certainly does care, <laughs> even though he tries not to care, is Alex Salmon, the former first minister. Uh, and he's yeah. uh, come out, and sadly, I don't have the clip of this because I think he just said it uh, to, a, to a print outlet as opposed to anything. Oh, um, man. Audible, but he described Trump as a nincompoop. That's a burn. There is a burn. Which I don't think I've heard since I was maybe five years old. It's a, it's a joke. It's a joke insult, right? You say it when you're when you're joking. No, but the, like, pardon my French, but he could have been a bit more kind of harsh. It'd be like, see that Donald Trump? He's a prick. What a total arse. That would have been, been a bold statement. But that, that, and that would have been much more newsworthy than Salmond calling Trump a nincompoop. Like, what? No, I don't know how Trump's going to recover but from this. What one. does that achieve? That's the harshest Bernie's had. If Alex Salmond actually said something with a bit of kind of grit to it, a bit of uh, substance to it, and not just some childish insult that, well, I don't know, Shakespeare invented. Shakespeare invented a whole lot of great and wonderful words. I don't please. know if he invented I have no idea if he invented nincompoop. I just guessed. Uh, I mean, frankly, I don't understand. Why, when you are someone like Alex Salmond, former first minister who had, uh, you know, they started off him and Trump being great pals and kind of working on the whole golfing project in Scotland and then the wind farm thing oh, yeah, came up. No. And Salmond was kind of like, right, we've got to save the planet. So sorry, Trump, but the wind farms come first. And then they had a massive falling out and now they hate each other. But so why, with all that in mind, why did Salmond not use his platform to say something a bit stronger than just here, mate, you're a fart face? Well, maybe he knew it's because it was a print a print outlet that was listening to him. He just didn't care enough. You know, if someone had a microphone in his face, maybe he would have chosen his words with a bit more strength, a bit more thought. So, uh, I don't know, I think we're all tired. We were already tired of Trump. I don't know why we still do this whole Trump thing. I'm tired. He is an incomplete. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. There we go, everybody. He sees up rage, James McDonald. That one's recorded. That one's and recorded, audio form. The other thing about Trump, which is kind of the, the most newsworthy uh, angle of the week, and in all honesty, this week has been pretty okay. quiet, um, is that Donald Trump <laughs> could face legal charges over the fact that he essentially dictated a statement for his, uh, it was his son, I think, um, who had a meeting with some Russian lawyers. And on Air Force One, Donald Trump dictated what the statement was to say, which was entirely 
fabricated. It obviously was not. I mean, his son-in-law was meeting over, um, you know, the suggestion that they could do something to Hillary's campaign. Um, but the initial story was that Donald Trump's son was going to say he was meeting about ado- adopting, uh, potentially adopting Russian children. Well, we can go further back. The initial story was that there was no meeting. Ah, yeah, of course. No one, no one in Trump's campaign ever met with any Russian um, figure at all about anything. And then that became, oh, no, yeah, there were some meetings, but there was nothing about the campaign in them. And then that became something like there, we were just wanting to get some dirt on Hillary. Uh, but Trump didn't have any idea. Trump's hands are clean. His very small hands are clean. <laughs> and now, now look what we've come to. Like Surprise, surprise. It was all a lie. The world's great shock. Uh, all ha- We all like t- had a great intake of breath. All and not just a lie. But it was the fact that, yeah, there was there was a denial. The meeting didn't happen. And then it did happen. And I was like, oh, no, wait. We were discussing whether I could adopt uh, Kalashnikov over there. I think next we'll find out it was just actually Trump and Putin in a room. Like, <laughs> making out. Just sat in the corner. <laughs> Trump's, Trump's in his lap. They're just caressing for an evening. Oh, that is a disgusting image, James. Thank you for that. Implanting Sorry. that in my brain, which uh, I hope all the listeners can see. You can you can put a, sound, a relevant sound clip in for that one if you, if you want. Yeah, let me just check out the relevant sites for that. I'm sure. I'm sure my internet provider will uh, not care. <laughs> oh no, you're in the UK. We, that, that's yeah, all blocked now. Uh, well, no. As as I was saying, you know, yeah, there was the denial, and then it was onto the Russian children. But now the fact that Donald Trump—I don't think he's actually confirmed and said, but it certainly happened. <laughs> He'll um, tweet about it in a minute. Don't worry. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he will. That he actually dictated what what the meeting was going to be. This is what happened, and and that's fact. I mean, to me, that's obstruction of justice of justice. Justice. It's just it's lying to everyone. I was trying to be world. fancy. I'm sorry. Obstruction of Justin's. That's like when um, Bieber got his passport. Obstruction of Justin's. Yeah. Or like when you're just standing in the way of a door and you're like Justin Timberlake's right there and Justin Bieber's there and Justin from that terrible housing design program's there. Colin. No, no, yeah, Colin and Justin. Oh, there we go. There we yeah. go. I knew. Yeah. I knew there was a reference that, in there. I'm really glad that that. That little uh, trifecta was so flawless and perfect. All of equal fame. Yeah, and uh, I'm just standing in the way, obstructing the Justins. You could have chosen, like, Justin Trudeau. Of course, of course. A, a relevant Justin. I mean, those... Any relevant Justin. That's a lot of famous Justins in the world. There's a lot of famous Justins There ain't there. no Justins in the world. <laughs> Sorry, that came, that came to my That's head. That's totally getting Wait, 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 hold on. Not... Let's rank them. Who's Who's biggest? Uh, I don't want to do a Justin table. I would like to do a Justin table. <laughs> Who's the biggest Justin? That's actually a tough question. I'm going to go for a Canadian PM. Oh, no, Bieber's bigger. Sorry, he is. He is bigger. Well, no, but Bieber hasn't had any headlines recently, whereas um, Trudeau, Trudeau wore some socks <laughs> and everyone talked about it for about a week. Like, if you can wear socks and the world talks about it, you're pretty big. I think Bieber ran over a photographer's foot the other day. What is so, it with Justin's in a feet? Uh, Justin, uh, Justin Timberlake, I couldn't tell you. He does like terrible animated he, movies. He held a baby, I think. That's the most recent thing I've seen of also, him. Also, I like... Um, he held a baby at a golf tournament. I like that even though we're in a new season of Seesaw Parade, we still have the tangents that have made us so famous. So famous. So infamous. Uh, yeah. So, Trump, everybody. Shall we move on, James? 
Uh, yeah, sure. I'm actually, uh, I've decided, you know, New Leaf, New Me, I'm actually going to ask well, no, you. You've totally skipped skipped over my uh, my only other White House thing. Is this is this what you're going to ask me, or are we going on to film No, 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 I was, I was ignoring Trump for now. I said, we're, we're not going to leave the continent of America. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was something from, from last week in which the uh, the healthcare repeal bill, Ooh. which has been long mooted for months and months and months, and as far as I'm aware, John McCain, who has been diagnosed with a brain tumour, Something, yeah. Pretty horrendous. Uh, uh, he yeah. returns. He's got not, not, not much time on earth. Yeah, he returns uh, to Congress or to Senate, to the Senate, and uh, he decided to vote against it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I mean, all the bill needed was a majority, but it lost by three. Well, it, yeah, it lost because of three yeah, Republicans. Yeah, three Republicans. So basically lost by one. Yeah, which is hilarious and also brilliant. The interesting thing is, for this one, and potentially why the, all the Republicans seemed to allow it to go to the floor last time, is that since it got to Senate, it can't be revived so soon, almost ironically. Um, <laughs> but if the Senate votes on a thing about like finances or whatever, some form of bill, instead of it just not even making it to the House, then it gets chucked for the next year. So we're, we shouldn't see any healthcare repeal bills for a while, but you never know. It's America. Can I ask, James, if you can play devil's advocate for a bit... Um, why, if you are a Republican and kind of a Trump-supporting Republican, do you want this bill to be repealed? Uh, because hospitals and insurers are paying you a lot of money. For what? For your vote, so that they can go and make more money. Healthcare gets lobbied in America more than oil, more than our m- m- military stuff. It's the biggest. It's the biggest problem is that healthcare is. I didn't know that. Lobbied so heavily. Learning things here on Seesaw Parade. Imagine. You know. Not just an entertainment podcast. It's a learning place. It's a place for we should for change. Teaching. We should change the category. I think we're currently listed as comedy or something. <laughs> <laughs> we should go to education. I think being listed as comedy is kind of an insult to people who actually do comedy. You were really hopeful when you when you selected that. I know, the drop down. but also also the fact that there was certainly you know ever so often there are some bits where we both laugh. For a sustained period of time, I thought, well, if we're laughing, yeah, it must be funny. We find it funny occasionally. That's fine. That's all we ask. I think for. entertainment's probably a bit more accurate. Yeah, it's the kind of one where you're where you're entertained. You're maybe not laughing, but you're entertained. Well, are you, listener? Well, to 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 quote Gladiator, are you not entertained? People's ears that we are speaking to, are you are you ent- are you not entertained? Um, are you entertained? Well, uh, regardless, John McCain, brain tumor, came back, saved the day of healthcare. That to me is quite ironic. Yeah, maybe he's just trying to like. Sh- have that one last thing that he's done to solidify his legacy as decent you know he just did what he was told except this one time where he saved the healthcare well i mean not just the fact that he was you know wanted to be uh, solidifying his his kind of character as being a, like a swell guy but also the fact that donald trump essentially cast doubt on the fact that he was a war veteran who had been tortured for five years yep um he was just like no he's not he's lying he made that up but in reality no he did yep. he did yeah, he really does. Um, um, go Trump. Which kind of puts uh, like the the paper cut I got my thumb earlier into perspective. A wee bit, yeah. The whole the whole concentration camps slash torture camps, Vietnam War, whatever. Is, uh, I was going to ask what kind of torturing would would make you give up questions, but that would probably go really deeply into your psyche of uh, you know what what works for you and what doesn't. Yep, yep. I was going to say tickling, but uh, oh man, no, I would prolong that. Oh, really? Oh, I know nothing. Oh. <laughs> No, um, let's just leave that there, shall we? And let's leave that to the to the imagination of the viewer. But what would it take for James to spill the secrets of Seesaw Parade? There we go, yep. If you want to let me know what you think, just talk to me. <laughs> that might do it. 
human interaction. I'll answer all your questions if you just acknowledge my existence. In the words of Rihanna, whips and chains excite me. I think I'll probably edit that bit out. <laughs> Great reference. Yeah, that's out. That's going. Just at this, end it when I was At this funny. point, this is where I play the sample of that song. Here we go. Yeah. No, you're editing this nope. all out. Nope, it's all here. It's gone. Nope. Oh no. Nothing's been cut, James. This is all. This is all. This is new season stuff. You know, we can't do this anymore. We can't just be like, hey, James, that segment was terrible. We're cutting it. <laughs> it's awful. No, it's staying in. Well, okay, let's move on. No, man, it's two hours of recording for 30 <laughs> minutes of content. That's how we do. Uh, I'm also going to try not to uh, kind of steer the Seesaw Parade ship quite so much. Um,. I know we're kind of discussing the, how this show is going to work while the show is actually... Yeah, we're currently <laughs> recording it. You might cut this out. I don't no, know. I won't. I won't cut this, James. Okay, right. So you're not going to steer the ship so much. And by that, you mean... Do you want to take the rudder? Do you want to hold it? In what sense? You, you can guide us to the next passage. Oh, it's serious. What you're offering me here is, have I thought of a segue? Well, can you? I'm not asking if you thought one. I'm asking, can you do it? Uh, well, you know who, who else gets excited by chains and whips? James Bond. <laughs> and that's a Casino Royale reference, right? Uh, kind of, yeah. Right, okay. Nice. Uh, what, what else, James? How, why are we talking about James Bond? Please enlighten me. Well, because I, I think we already talked about how the new film had been confirmed. Daniel Craig was going to take up the role once more and just unwillingly be tortured in real life to do so. Uh, but we've apparently got a working title of, uh, what is it, Shatterhand? Shatterhand. Shatterhead? Shatter, shatter hand, shatter, shatter hand, uh, and I don't know. We got locations and stuff. It's kind of it's not really that exciting to me. It's just oh, look, James Bond is definitely a thing. I mean, in all honesty, James, it's been a quiet week. I mean, come on. Last week we had San Diego Comic Con, and that just gave <laughs> has us everything. been a quiet week. They everyone pushed all their trailers out last one, and we've got none left. <laughs> well, there was there was one. Discuss. I'll get to that in a minute. The the one I did see in a minute. But first of all, yeah, James Bond. We did kind of briefly discuss it a few weeks ago. The one thing I did not mention was that in the previous kind of press junket, uh, you know, interviews that Daniel Craig was doing for Spectre, which was that you know enormously disappointing James Bond film. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He said he would rather slit his own wrists with a glass than do another James Bond film. And yet, maybe, here we are. Maybe he meant stunt glass. To me, that's clearly just been, oh well, let's just offer you more money. Yeah, um, offer him more money, get him to finish up the a, a set of films. You know, they didn't really write a write a ending to his James Bond. So yeah. Well, as much as James Bonds don't usually get endings for each individual version. They kind of did do an ending though, because... Again, no spoiler, yeah. not really a spoiler for Spectre. Because no, it's he, too late. Yeah, we can say whatever we want. It's th- old now. It was like three years ago. He walks away at the end. He decides not to kill the body. He decides to walk away with his girlfriend. Yeah, but that he does that every film. You know, he always I d- walks away with his girlfriend unless she gets killed. Well, which she usually does. And uh, Yeah, so she's either dead or they're walking away slash driving away slash uh, skydiving away. Or, you know, exploring... Other forms of transport. What's under the duvet? Usually. Yeah, no, it cuts to credits as soon as they, they, they Sims 3 style jump under the bedsheets. <laughs> you know, I'd like to see the next sequel to James Bond where, you know, they settle down and try and apply for a mortgage at the bank. You know, have to do the weekly shopping. Like James Bond doing the weekly shopping at Asda. I'd like to see that. I'm sure you would. This is definitely a, a true story that you're telling right now. You know, genuinely, genuinely, like I know what I know what you like, Colin. I know what you enjoy. And you like really boring things. <laughs> How does James Bond... Get his food. He doesn't be like delivery. Tesco delivery. Sorry, M. He's, busy, he's too busy saving the world. I need to go to, to Lidl. 
No, he doesn't go anywhere. He just gets it delivered. Right. He's a, he's, Q, Q actually does it all for him very quickly. He's got <laughs> algorithms. And then, you know, he gets the, the disappointment when Tesco don't have his Heinz beans, and so instead they give him green beans. And he's furious. Anyway, so did any film thing actually get done this week? We're gonna. I'm just gonna. <laughs> as I have the Roger, um, all I remember is that we got a real trailer for it. Even though I feel like we got a trailer for it about five months ago. No, the the first trailer for it came out. Yeah, well, that's James Bond done with. It's called Shatterhand, which I think is. Eh, <laughs> it's called Shatter. Yeah, they're gonna change that name. I surely. hope so. Yeah, but uh, we'll wait and see. And also, they don't. They haven't given themselves the one year shoot and edit turnaround that they did for Spectre. Which, yeah. in which apparently the director, Sam Mendes, was still editing it the day before it was sent to cinemas, which is wow. awful. Yep. Um, no wonder it was awful. So yeah, apparently that's for 2019 or maybe later. By which point, by the way, it will be 13 years since Daniel Craig did the first James Bond. That's a lot of years. Uh, just very briefly, and we'll get to this, I'm sure, once the Bond film comes out, when Cecil parades in its fourth season. Uh, I can't believe that you just stole the radio from me. Hold on. You've steered it directly back onto another ten minutes of James Bond. I am the Jack Sparrow of this ship. I'm a pirate. And, um, I was going to ask, uh, me hearties, um, <laughs> James, how does Daniel Craig rate in terms of all-time great? I almost said Doctor uh, Who's. I mean James Bond. Yeah, Doctor Who's. He's a pretty good Doctor. Where does he rate in terms of all the time? I don't James have. Bond? I don't have a scale of James Bonds, but <sighs> he's he's solidly in the middle. He's only he's been the only James Bond I've really known. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, it's the other ones. The other films are are old compared to these ones. People are just like, yeah, Sean Connery, yeah, Pierce Brosnan. But I mean, the, the I think Die Another Day came out when I was maybe nine, and there's no way my mum was let me see that much bikini, even though. Uh, Little did she know wasn't that you would be the one wearing said bikini. <laughs> James, we promise not to discuss my Tuesday nights. Uh, no, I was thinking more of the, the, the scene in, I think it's Casino Royale. Daniel yeah, Craig. No, with Daniel, a, popping, out, popping out of the shallows. I, mean, I don't know how he swam so close to the shore <laughs> without, without like cracking his knees in a rock. Just saying, like a body double was employed for that, and that may or may not have been me. Yeah, totally, saying. definitely. It wasn't a Despite sh- the fact that it was filmed in 2006. Wide shot with a face. <laughs> yeah, it was a wide shot. I was just wearing the Daniel Craig mask. <laughs> and that's why like if you watch cameras it, weren't so good back then you could you get away with closely, some tricks if you look closely you're just like oh it's just Colin look at him look at all hench anyway let's uh, let's move on the, the rudder is yours James where to next oh I was going to say what is like, if I actually had any film things being released we've had as I said another trailer for it I don't know if it's like a real one this time well but, let, let uh, me steal the rudder again there we go and, uh, and say there was a 30 second tease of Darren Aronofsky's new film which actually, I'm gonna just play. It's only 30 seconds long. Here we go. He thought we were at bed and breakfast. He's a stranger. Hello. Did you know he had a wife? Who are these people? They've come here to see me. <laughs> come quick. You're insane. God help you. Right. Yeah, so I'm 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 underwhelmed. So I don't know if I'm supposed to have really? been mind blown by that. Oh well, for those of you who've who've uh, who haven't been able to tell from that very vague description, this is the tease for Darren Aronofsky's. <laughs> Can you film. say tease again, please? Tease. Thank you for uh, Darren Aronofsky's. Aronof- oh, I can't remember Aronofsky's new film, uh, which is called Mother with an exclamation Ma- mark. So like it's called Mother, Mother, Mother. Um, yeah, and this is Darren A who did Black Swan, 
Uh, I think he did The Wrestler. And he did uh, Noah. He's done good films. Well, Noah was... And, uh, and some not so good films. Noah was pretty terrible. But, um, Noah was awful. Black Swan and The Wrestler both won Oscars in various categories. Right, so yeah. he certainly has some credibility. Mm-hmm. And this one, if you couldn't tell from the screamy voices there, that is Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. Yeah, both, you, can tell it's, it's, you can tell it's Javier. Both, uh, both um, Academy Award winners in their own right. No, yeah, no. So I'm not saying I'm not, I'm like I am. I'm underwhelmed because of this. Like it's a, it's a director of hope and promise. It's cast with hope and promise. Cast as well. Yeah, uh, and then the trailer was, or the the tease was really generic and boring. I liked it. It was what really, was... really. It was exactly the same as about a hundred other slightly scary film teaser trailers. Okay, well, I would like. I liked it. Let me know. Go and watch it yourself. See what you think. It's only thirty seconds long. You've actually just heard like the vast majority of it there um but anyway let's uh let's leave it i will pass the rudder back to you one more time james i don't know where are we at colin i'm leaving it with you i can't be bothered i've tried and you've just <laughs> chosen two entirely different subjects i'm trying to I'm shall just... we just talk about game of thrones yeah. skip the rest of the film news because there's not really anything no there is there isn't I mean, well there is but nothing nah, yeah it's been we don't have enough time here but it's also been very quiet um yeah, Game of Thrones, for anybody who would not appreciate spoilers, I would tune out for the next two or three minutes, uh, just very briefly. because Just, end, just end the episode here. You're done. Not everybody does watch Game of Thrones, so we're, we'll keep it brief. James, uh, episode three was this past week. What did you think? Yep. I, I still like the pacing that they've got for dialogue. However, I really am getting bothered by how everyone's able to teleport all over the place really, <laughs> really efficiently and quickly. They're not giving... Like, I get that time is passing. There must be time passing between shots, like weeks of time has passed between things. Yes. But you don't feel it. No, it, There's no indication that time's passed. Just everyone gets exactly where they need to be, except Arya, who's, who still didn't manage to get home, even though Euron Greyjoy sailed like halfway around the world. Twice. Twice. Right, can I just say, just on that point, you're, you're so right. Arya Stark, because she's heard that Jon is king in the north, and she's like, right. I'm gonna go home. Like, and I get it. Boats are faster than horses. No, no, no. I know, but that's true. But Euron has come from a battle. Yeah. Gone back into the city. Obviously, had a bit of R and R, and then sailed all the way around to Casterly Rock to catch up with the fleet who already left from Dragonstone earlier. Not to mention the fact that Jamie Lannister has marched an entire army to Highgarden. Yeah. No, I feel that's the one. An army marched from King from King's Landing from well from Casterly Rock to Highgarden. That's very far. But yeah, and, and, and it was just some of them were walking. Earlier in the episode, Jamie was talking to Huron. Like what? Although <laughs> Jamie did look pretty pretty great in his armor. He did. Jamie he looked, he looked hard as nails. Nicholas Coster Wardlaw is a great man. I've never met him, but he's a great man. He's, a, he's got a new film coming out soon. The thing I didn't like... Yeah, you're right. The thing I did not like about the episode and have just not liked so far about this season is just the gaps in logic which are starting to kind of creep through. They've always been there. There's always been characters who've teleported no, here and there. But it's become, Varys and Littlefinger do it all oh, the time. Absolutely. But now entire armies are doing it. It was, t- it was in this episode which was particularly noticeable. I was like, right, come on, guys. You can't just suddenly get the TARDIS in here and move an entire army and from also, there to the other side of the map. This Lannister army that apparently, to, to spoil it for anyone that's decided to listen anyway, uh, took Highgarden in like a day when they had to ask for, for inside help to take River Run last season. 
they're chilling about it's, it's two castles how can one castle be so much easier to take than another and the second castle's had an army that's not been completely wiped off the face of the earth right and and without any spoilers oh. i'm just going to play the last sentence that uh, olena tyrell said on this episode because i thought it was beautiful you see i'd never seen the poison work before Well, no, yeah. So saying goodbye to Elena That's again. It's like they've they've done a lot. <laughs> it's really weird because Danny got her team of of inside men's on Westeros, and they're all dead now, or inside women's, I guess. <laughs> all the Martells dead. Elena dead. Oh, actually, all the all the Sands. They're all Sands are dead. Elena dead. Yep. Everyone's dead. Yeah. Like took three episodes to kill off her whole team from the. the the whole point of last season was getting this team together. And the last, the last point I'll make before we move on, because I want, I don't want to spend too long on it, is, uh, yeah, that we were told that this season's only gonna have seven episodes, and the next yeah. one's only having six. Yeah. If they'd actually, I don't know, just maybe just thought just, a bit more about the time. And just like made the, ten episodes they anyway. Could've, yeah, they could have done. I think because they could have shot some really cheap episodes that didn't require big battles, didn't require CGI, just to make the time feel like it was passing. And some of it feels rushed. Some of the scenes feel rushed. Like yeah, with John and uh, Daenerys this week, as good as the dialogue was there. Oh, and Davos, Davos, my hero, King of the North. Um, this is John. It just felt. Okay, it just Davos. felt rushed, and I think. Oh, I mean, it's, it's too late now. They, they filmed it. They're not going to listen to Season Operate, are they? <laughs> it's like, no, they're listening and they're going to re-edit everything. Re-release, restart the whole season. Okay. Uh, I'm okay with them pushing through. I think now that they're ahead of George's stuff, you can tell that they're not really yeah. writers for story. They're just, they're good at adapting it rather than writing this kind of kind of story. Which is funny um, because, yeah, everyone was always criticizing George R.R. R. Martin for being like, mate, hurry up and write the books before you no, keel over and die. But if you take a long time to write something that makes sense, that's okay. But see, this, okay this, is the, this is the thing. Now that they've overtaken the books, everyone's like, oh, oh, all right, well, maybe George R.R. R. Martin's maybe not that bad after all because yeah. the six seasons are pretty good. Seven one, yeah, still pretty watchable, but, you know, the gaps are starting no, to No, I'm enjoying it more than I enjoyed, like, seasons four and five. Definitely, by a long way. Right, let's leave it there. Also, Bran was a bit of a creep, but that's okay, because he's a bit broken. Uh, finally, very briefly, I'd quite like to talk about uh, the fact that Neymar, now everyone who does not like football, I'd say stay here just for a sec, just for a brief second. We're not going to talk about I'll football. Just, uh, while you're doing that, delete Rick and Morty from the Yeah, no, Rick and Morty can here. wait. That can, that can okay, wait. Okay, there we go. It's gone now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Neymar, who is a Brazilian footballer who plays for Barcelona, oh, he did... He is moving to uh, Bonnie Paris to play for Saint -Germain, Paris Saint-Germain. And uh, the transfer fee of a mere 222 million euros. That's nearly a quarter of a billion for a football player. James? Yeah, seems a bit low. <laughs> now you've totally under... Oh, James, come on. Well, um, I know everything about sport. I know, but this is not so much about sport. It's more about the fact that somebody, a team are paying... Quarter of a billion euros. I don't know. They get a human they get, being. All they got to do is get a couple of, couple of, couple of million uh, kids to buy a shirt, and they've made their money back. I don't. I, that's just. It's not only is it more. He's also on half a million a week. That's a lot of money. Not only is that completely just like from a moral standpoint, I'd say wrong. Yeah. No. Feed Africa with that money, please. Like, I. I honestly don't end, understand. End, end global war with that money. Just please. I mean, it was bad enough when people were paying uh, £100 million for Gareth Bale uh, to join Real Madrid. In fact, it was €100 million Euros at that point. And then uh, yep. Paul Pogba, who joined uh, Manchester United for, I think it was €120 million. Euros. Yep. 
this is a quarter of a billion euros. It's escalating. Quarter it's going up billion. rapidly. These these numbers are rising. Where's I don't the... know when they're gonna when they're gonna is there gonna be a like a, a housing market esque crash for football players? Well, this is what I'm asking you, James. Look into your balls. Yeah, there is gonna be. There's, there's gonna be the professional sports person crash. Because. I mean, it's going to be the, the cause of the next global financial crisis. From someone who does know at least a little bit about football, Neymar is probably the third, maybe fourth best player in the world. You know, you've sure, got Messi, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, probably he scores goals. He scores goals. He's very talented. He's Brazilian, so he's going to be good. Um, he's speak, handsome. He is very handsome. I will give you that. And uh, I, I feel a bit bad for him because he essentially has been playing second fiddle to, to Messi, who is the world's best player, for yeah. the last few seasons. And James, I was going to ask you, how does it feel to play second fiddle? Oh, you're asking me to like uh, try and work out how it feels. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm, just I'm asking for you. I you thought, me, uh, maybe from your personal experience, you, you maybe would know what it's like to play second fiddle to someone oh, who's probably uh, superior to you. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I'm sure that for those that play second fiddle <laughs> occasionally in their life, it is difficult. And if you can be the best somewhere else. You can go and be the best somewhere else. Well, James, if, uh, if you so choose, I'm feeling very generous. So you know what? It's new. It's a new season. So let's just go back to Rick and Morty. What did you so desperately want to say about Rick and Morty? Well, season three is out. This is the big thing. Rick and Morty season two came out forever ago, and the show was kind of popular. And then somehow between seasons, it gained like the biggest following in the world. It's a huge show all of a sudden, can and I, everyone's super excited for the new season. Can I ask a question? Uh, yeah. I saw the director was given some Sichuan McDonald's dipping Sichuan sauce. Sichuan sauce, yeah. And that's from Rick and Morty. There was an actual clip of this I saw earlier. I'm not driven by avenging my dead family, Morty. That was fake. I, I, I'm driven by finding that McNugget sauce. Nuggets. I want that Mulan McNugget sauce, Morty. That's my series arc, Morty. Hell? If it takes nine seasons, I want my McNugget tipping sauce, Szechuan sauce, Morty. That's what's going to take what us all the way to the about? end, Morty. And now McDonald's have actually gone and made this stuff again. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Well, did, do you remember Szechuan sauce and I McDonald's? Did, I did not. I didn't realize such a thing existed. And also, I may Neither have had to I. look up the pronunciation of that. Oh, you got Google to read it, do you? I did. Well, it's also because I've, I'm not kind of big into Chinese, and also I had I've heard the word plenty of times. I just didn't know that's how it was spelled. Okay, I was expecting more like sesh, like Szechuan, or for a sesh with the lads, Szechuan, right? Szechuan, like the top, the best sesh, not like the se- first sesh, not Szechuan, because that to me okay. just says Szechuan. Okay, uh, but on that uh, diabolical note, shall we? Shall we bring this that's show terrible. to a close? Like, yeah, that's all, yeah, that's all. What? Pardon? Shall we bring the show the, the show to a close? I can't. Shall we bring today. the show to a close? Do you know what I think? We we discussed this as well. Um, you know, we're prior, just going to end it. We're just going to end it. What's going to happen is Colin's going to use his discretion to cut the show at any random time. But also because you know people know how to contact the show, and I think if they do want to contact the show, they can do so. They know it already. They know it. They, well, yeah. If yeah, I, I, I was going to suggest at this point that you just cut after my last sentence. And, uh, we don't need to tell them that they're going to be not being told how to communicate anymore. No, to stop t- telling them. To me, I think I think if you're going to end a show, you have to end it with like a, a very clean cut, like not in the middle of a sentence.